1: Welcome to the Rotowire College Football Podcast. I'm James Anderson, joined as always by Mario Puig and John McKechnie here to break down some of the action going on on, on Fanduel this week in the college football world. Uh, you know, one thing, guys, that I that I haven't done this past week or even in the the week prior is step foot inside a CVS or a Walgreens to purchase razors. Hasn't been necessary because Still working with those those Harry's razors that uh, they provided us with, and and gotta say I'm I'm pretty impressed with the product. Uh, they they make the blades in Germany, then they ship them from Germany to your home for free. Which, I mean that seems seems pretty solid. I mean I don't, I don't know I don't know why they would be willing to ship them for free. I mean they they're pretty cheap as it is, but the shaving uh,
3: cream. <laughs> Smells like candy cane.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I mean if you if you wanna kinda get in the holiday holiday spirit in uh October and going into November there, that's that's one benefit as well. Um have we have they hooked you up yet, John? Uh not yet. John John's still waiting on his hookup from from Harry's, but but Mario and I are taken care of. Um yeah, I mean it's just just a really solid Uh, way to kind of cut out the middleman on the the shaving front i'm sure most of our listeners have to shave except for i don't know they well no they probably all have to shave unless we've got a a a middle school contingent possibly uh listening to the show and and using their hard-earned money on fanduel which i would definitely support their parents (laughs) should not allow them to do that i should say um Man, I would have gotten in so much trouble if I had been able to get onto like Fanduel when I was when I was like thirteen or fourteen.
3: Turns you can't do that. <laughs> I don't think
1: so. Yeah. Um, I, you, James. I'm sure there's people that have, have found. The way. James. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, definitely don't uh, go on those sites if you're underage. But I mean, definitely use Harry's if you're one of those kids that starts growing facial hair at an early age. You can definitely. Take advantage of that. Say goodbye to choosing between expensive brands or cheap disposables and say hello to Harry's high-quality braids at a price you'll love. Go to harrys.com right now and enter code RWCFB at checkout to get $5 off your purchase. That's a month's worth of shaving for just $10 with the code RWCFB at checkout. That's harrys.com, code RWCFB. Uh, this week, I think we're gonna have a little bit of hate at the top here uh because wasn't wasn't a great week for me i don't I don't know about you guys, but uh everything had been pretty smooth sailing so far this season but uh, who who deserves the majority of our hate? Cavante Turpin, Tommy Armstrong, or myself for not starting Greg Ward in 100% of my lineups?
3: You can't hate on Turpin. I mean, he's he's <laughs> he's if anything somebody that we can aspire to be. Okay, um, okay. If, if unrealistically, but uh, he's he's like five, 5 150 or something and he scored four touchdowns in a college game. That's awesome. All right. A big okay. big Turpin fan. Just <laughs> wish I had picked him last week and not the two weeks prior like I did. Is while that, picking desmond white uh last week
1: so that's what happened is you had turpin in prior weeks and then yeah the
3: two weeks before last i had turpin and i was like oh i guess this isn't gonna work and then i switched to desmond white because he's like the same thing he's like a five-five-one-fifty 150 slot target had actually been the second most targeted receiver on the team prior to last week so of course he got like three targets in that
1: game and turpin got 25 or whatever so. Well, I had Tommy Armstrong in like I don't know eighty percent of my you life. Gotta hate me. You gotta hate the wind. You gotta hate the
3: wind in Illinois. Is right. that's the problem? I when, will
1: hate the weather in Illinois.
3: Armstrong's just got that cannon arm, but he's not super accurate. So when he when he you know flicked the wrist and the forty mile per hour winds were at his back, the ball just completely went far away. Did and was
1: there was there a pretty strict correlation between you cashing and you starting Greg Ward?
3: Uh, yeah I mean I only largely because of the weather problems especially in uh, Champaign Illinois but also in you know the Carolinas I only made one lineup last week and it was with Greg Ward and Sam Richardson so uh, yeah that was that was pretty I was blessed to have that the case, and for Ward to somehow only be owned in like what like forty percent of the lineup, sixty percent, something like that. It should have been like ninety nine in hindsight, but
1: in in hindsight, in hindsight. It hindsight. Have been um, hashtag blessed. All right, let's get on to the uh, the Thursday Friday slate. Pretty good by by Thursday Friday slate standards. Pretty so much because uh, of one game. Like yeah. SMU yeah. Well, Houston. the SMU Houston game, but also you can start the great Juju Smith, but we'll get to him well, in, a, in a minute here. A that must.
3: game isn't so much, yeah, I mean, Juju is a big deal, but let's not call him an entire game here, James. Oh,
1: I'll, I'll call him an entire game all day. Um, okay, so the over-under in that SMU at Houston game, 74, Houston, 26-point favorites yeah. there. Uh, SMU more.
3: covers that. You think so? SMU is good. At least the offense is good, like matt matt davis is a beast i don't i don't know why it's not more uh widely noted yet but he's having a really really good season um if anything i might i and and i I do think uh houston will win safely don't get me wrong but a short week after an exhausting game against tulsa um they ran 90 plays on offense i think um so that's, that's the kind of thing on a short week that might show up. SMU is on the road in this one, so it's. I don't think they're going to get even close to winning, but 26 points? So like, I'll take that. Anyway, um, yeah, so Greg Ward at 9,800 or Matt Davis at 6,700? That is basically the question if you're playing this slate. Um, I think I like Davis more as the value, but Ward probably has the higher upside, especially if you're buying into the Vegas line
1: yeah I mean that, that's that's definitely interesting
3: let me let me very quickly pull up Matt Davis's stats because I, I think people just honestly don't even know that he's doing this but five games he's thrown for 1182 yards 8.1 yards per pass has eight touchdowns passing two interceptions and here's here's the big thing 88 carries for 380 yards and six touchdowns so uh, that's 14 touchdowns in five games. Despite having played Baylor and TCU in two of those five games, um, Houston's defense has really has done very well against the run so far. Um, Their their pass defense has shown a little bit more vulnerability, but the thing is, Dave has put up numbers against Baylor and TCU. On the road against TCU, he threw for 334 yards and a touchdown, and he ran for 62 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, I maybe if I'm going a lot of multi-entry, I'm I'm gonna put some GPP Greg Ward in there, but I just I can't pass on that hashtag value. I guess at 6,700.
1: Any anybody else that you think we net we need to hit on from this game, John? Uh, from this game, I I was looking at Xavier Jones at 5,100. I don't that know. is pretty cheap. He is
3: SMU's top runner. Uh, the concern there is, uh, I mean, Houston's run defense has been much better than its past, mm-hmm. and they've both been actually pretty adequate. Uh, but yeah, the run game, run defense has been very good. Um, Cortland Sutton, 5500, he's the top target for uh, Matt Davis, and and a team that hasn't thrown quite that much as much as i expected they're under 30 attempts per game 29.6 sutton's numbers especially for a freshman i think he's a redshirt freshman are just awesome he's got 21 catches for 450 yards and five touchdowns and again baylor tcu among his five games so far so he's a 6-4 receiver i, I really like him a lot i think his trajectory right now implies a, a star player and uh in a game with two up-tempo offenses like this i think at the very least he'll get you garbage time stats
2: and if you needed something a little bit on the cheaper end of fifty one hundred, I think Chance Allen could also be a guy you're looking at. He c- gets consistent receptions. He's had you know at least four in the last three games. Yeah, he's been the
3: second most targeted uh, Houston receiver behind Demarcus Ayers. Demarcus Ayers is going to have a ton of action because he's been so heavily targeted, so you know transparently productive this year. Uh, if you're trying to veer away from the crowd, Allen is a great way to do so. For some reason, he seems to be beneath Stephen Dunbar in the public consciousness, even though he's been. Uh, second most targeted organ transfer. So, um, yeah, Chance Allen's pretty interesting, uh, especially a receiver there as a bargain price.
1: All right. Uh, Southern Miss at Marshall, over under fifty eight and a half. Marshall uh, minus four and a half. Is there anything to see here?
3: Uh, well, you got to watch for Devin Johnson. Um, he was hurt, missed last week with a back injury. Um Tony Pittman I want to say is who stepped up as the he's kind of the third string runner is the thing Remy Watson was the top backup to Johnson. He's been out with a collarbone issue. Got to find out basically what Johnson and Watson are both up to, but good luck with that. Marshall has a way of not disclose they they kind of do the what Toledo has been doing with Kareem Hunt where mm-hmm. it's like you you'll find some beat writers who can tweet about oh yeah, I see Devin Johnson warming up, but you're not going to get anybody to say he's going to play um and even if he looks good warming up we still don't actually know anything so really risky to approach the backfields in that game but um i mean if if you've got money to burn i guess that could be the way you can uh, you can try to secure some uh, lineup variation get some low ownership on a on a backfield a marshall backfield that tends to be pretty productive but guessing whether it's johnson uh watson or Pittman is is pretty tough um I don't think that this is a good... I don't understand why Marshall is favored by four and a half. I mean, I think Southern Miss has been pretty good, whereas Marshall, um, their their passing game has been just atrocious. It's unbelievable how much uh, Rakeem Cato meant to that team. I thought it was largely the system, but it wasn't. It was all Cato. Uh, Birdsong, Michael Birdsong. We don't know if he's going to play. He's been out with injury. Chase Litton, who's been starting in his place, has been okay, but certainly not impressive. Far from it. So, um, I, Southern Miss's offense has been high-powered this year. They're three deep at running back: uh, Jalen Richard, Edo uh, Smith, Michigan transfer Justice Hayes. They got two good receivers, one of which is recently returning from injury, Michael Thomas, and then what's a Chance Martin or something like that. Uh, anyway. Um, multiple chances and probably got that wrong let me look this up casey martin casey martin i'm stupid um anyway so uh marshall just kind of strikes me as a mess but their defense has been very good um so yeah that's like uh, all of the projected value here is pretty much with southern miss and they got they might kind of get you know smothered by that marshall defense so it's hard for me to make any reliable targets in this game
1: uh, Washington at USC over under fifty six USC seventeen point favorites Juju in that one. favored by seventeen Juju yeah I mean that's that's the Juju spread uh, these teams probably pretty even but USC gets the seventeen point uh, fa- favoritism <laughs> due to the fact that they have Juju Smith on the roster uh, any of these other players I mean that, there's some cheaper players
3: so like you in, might uh, find some value in uh, USC's receivers even aside from Juju Smith. You're going to see some people probably making the trendy GPP pick of Adoree Jackson, the, the corner-slash-wide receiver, who uh, tends to be very productive when they play him at wide receiver. It's just uh, it's hard to anticipate when they might do that. I don't know why they would necessarily need to in a game like this. The Washington offense is a mess. They can't throw the ball to anyone except the running backs. Uh, I don't even know if they have. like Their receivers are some of the worst in football. Um, I don't i don't i don't think that you'll need to that you should go like digging too deep with an dory jackson at least when someone like steven mitchell is available um he's got four touchdowns this year as the pretty clear second option mm-hmm. behind juju smith so um yeah i, I like steven mitchell especially because darius rogers um who's kind of the third receiver looks like he's going to miss this game with an injury might be a few more reps for mitchell otherwise if you're looking a little deeper among the receivers i don't know his price but isaac whitney is a is a 6'3 type um, junior college transfer receiver at uh, USC. Um, looks like he's a – but, yeah, um, anyway, so that's, that's another, like, deep sleeper kind of target there. As far as Washington goes, I wouldn't really consider anyone but their running back, Dwayne Washington, only because he's involved both in the run and pass game. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of looking like an ugly game for Washington. And even with USC, like their backfield is, is a rotation between kind of Madden, uh, Trey Madden, I should say, Justin Davis and, uh, forgetting the guy's name, Ronald Jones. Sorry. Um, so those three guys are rotating and the Washington defense is good. So it's hard to anticipate much value there. For me, it's pretty much just Juju, uh, Steven
1: Mitchell, maybe Dwayne Washington in that one. So... Could you? Do you think you could fit Juju and Greg Ward in a lineup? Or if you go Juju, does that basically mean you're going Matt Davis?
3: Um, I mean, there's no there's no need to rule it out because uh, as as our next game on the uh on and the the outline here. Over under <laughs> as this have, as the I'm outline sure. alludes to <laughs> next uh matt days the north carolina state running back is still underpriced uh-huh. because uh i think the algorithms still think shadrick thornton is on the team but he isn't and virginia tech's run <laughs> well, defense has algorithms. been quite bad this year which is strange it's been not mediocre it's been bad and uh, Matt Day's very reliably approaching or exceeding twenty carries as long as Thornton's out. He's also very busy as a pass catcher. Um, he's really cheap. Let me try to find my my number here. I think
2: it was it was 9, like fifty six hundred. Fifty
3: six hundred. That's really cheap for a guy who's going to have Matt Day's workload. And it's not an ideal looking matchup in terms of over under. That's just because both passing games aren't very good, and North Carolina State defense is really good um but yeah virginia tech run defense has been awful so a lot of volume there at at such a low price with days and he he would be a good way to make
1: room for both ward and juju all right think you're good at fantasy football prove it at fanduel.com fanduel is the leader in one week fantasy football the money is real they are expecting to pay out two billion dollars this year building a team is easy just pick your players stay under the salary cap and sit back on saturday and watch your team win Entry fees start at just $1. Anyone can play. Finally, it can pay to be a fan. Now, last week was pretty tough for me, as I alluded to earlier, but I'm guessing if you started the Warden, Greg Ward, in most of your lineups, you had yourself quite a Saturday. That said, the, the best move, and I think we can all agree on this, is to double down after a loss and get that cash back in your account. <laughs> I know I'll be doing that with the help of the Minutemen of UMass this week, so uh, join me out there in the fan FanDuel uh, tournaments and, and GPPs. Last week, Wayne from Idaho won ten thousand bucks off a two-dollar entry fee. That could be you. Join him and over one million other users who have already won money on FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com and click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner. Use our code RWCFB and sign up now. This is a special offer for new users. For every dollar you deposit, FanDuel will match it up to two hundred bucks. It gets earned as you play. That's a bonus of up to two hundred bucks. This offer is only good for the first 50 people that use our code RWCFB today. All right, then the rest of the show will be commercial free as we uh, we only allow two two companies to sponsor the show. I think uh, I mean there'd be quite a bidding war if we were to open it up to a third sponsor, but I think two's two's enough for our listeners. Uh, you know the the best game on the slate this early Saturday slate UMass at Bowling Green uh, over under 78 Bowling Green 13 point favorites there. Uh, what do you guys see here? I know the first thing that jumped out to me was Tajay Sharp just being crazy, crazy low. Sorry, I can't believe how cheap he is. Yeah. <laughs> Settle down, <out. laughs> everyone. Everyone, just take a breath.
3: Sorry, but uh, he's been targeted roughly like a million times a game. Uh, he has 45 receptions in four games on a team that's completed 113 passes. Like that's probably not sustainable of a rate. Uh, Mark and Mickle, their their second receiver, has been pretty busy. He might see a little more yeah. a little bit more prominence as Tajay Sharp tries to uh, you know, repeat catch totals of eleven, eleven, eight and fifteen.
1: And Mickle's only five grand. I mean I think he him and Sharp are like the two best values at least in this game. I don't know. I
3: yeah, and a nickel at 5,000 5, is really quite affordable. Like it's Massachusetts will have to throw the ball right. a lot. They kind of throw it a good amount anyway, and if there's ever a team where you're in all but certainty to pass more than you usually do, it's against Bowling Green because they score a ton of points, and they always take like a minute and a half, two minutes to do it. So uh, Massachusetts is going to have to throw a lot. They're going to give up points. They're already throwing 47 times a game, so we might – you know, see something kind of like Washington State-type pass attempt figures from Blake for Napful on Saturday.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, for Napful seems like, uh, you know, I mean, I, I know on Fanduel you can only use the the one quarterback, but... If you're in like a two quarterback format he seems like a, a pretty obvious guy um, and maybe even I, I mean would you use him in one quarterback formats at 6900
3: yeah I like him at that price quite a bit Last last two uh, so playing against a really tough temple team three weeks ago f- this is the kind of the kind of high floor you get with him uh, 55 pass attempts meant that is 7.1 yards per attempt which is not very good uh, didn't burn his owners any because he's still three for three hundred and ninety-three yards and three touchdowns. So, Fournette hasn't been that efficient. I think that's largely because of a tough schedule to start out. Um, but his volume makes it a non-concern. And Bowling Green has a way of, you know, giving up big plays just because they run so many plays both uh, on offense and then as a result, their defense is on the field a lot too. So, yeah, Fournette is awesome at that price. The only disappointing thing with him is he still hasn't shown anything as a runner after doing quite a bit of. Uh, productive running at Marshall, uh, which is where he transferred from. Still has a minus 39 as a rusher, which, um, I mean, it seems at this point safe to say that Pernapol will not give you any positive yardage as a runner. He had minus 84 last year. So, uh, yeah, he's not he's not the dual threat that some other players on the slate are.
1: So, John, what about the Bowling Green side? Uh, obviously, Matt Johnson, Roger Lewis are studs, but do they have, like, a second wide receiver? Like, I know we, we before the Kevon Lucas injury, Ah, uh, there was plenty of production to be had in the Tulsa wide receiver core behind the top guy, but is that the case at Bowling Green? Is there anybody that's predictably been been quite useful? Um,
2: not in my opinion, especially uh, you know given the prices of of the uh, UMass guys and how, yeah. how valuable they are, um, I think you're you're more throwing darts at the board here if you're trying to go with the uh, the guys in the sixty five hundred and under Bowling Green receiving core.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair.
2: It seems like Ronnie Moore is their second
3: most targeted behind Roger Lewis, but um, he hasn't been scoring touchdowns this year, and he hasn't been producing a lot of yardage per target. So, um, Fanduel, you it's you got to get touchdowns, and uh, it's Ronnie Moore isn't really the type to uh, get you that kind of outcome outside of probably like a tournament consideration where just in case he's the one bowling green receiver who goes way off. Yeah, um, I mean, which is hard I, to predict. Obviously,
1: I wouldn't mind trying to get Roger Lewis in even at eighty two hundred. I mean, he's just been he's awesome, unstoppable. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, after that, I think like John made a great point there. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna go cheap in this game, Tajay Sharp at sixty eight hundred, Mark and Mit, Mike he's, Michael, at, uh, it would be crazy if
3: he's dollars. not fifty percent owned. And yeah. yet that would not make me at all, you know, think twice about right. picking him
1: um Baylor at Kansas I mean this is going to be pretty ugly uh over under 77 Baylor 44 point favorites in this one uh I mean I guess the one one thing that stands out to me Jay Lee still cheaper than KD Cannon uh 6200 versus 6600 for Cannon uh would you be willing to pay up for the the top guys in this game I'm looking at Chuck Linwood too as maybe someone that you might want to consider building your team around I would probably
3: move away from Linwood. I mean, okay, first thing, we have to check to see if Devin Chafin is going to be back this week. He's missed two games with a hamstring injury. I thought he was relatively close to playing last week, so uh, these tend to be things you just got to check on Saturday because it's it's really hard to know in the middle of the week, especially when coaches are just lying about practice levels and things like that. But if Chafin's back, that he's the guy who's traditionally been like the short yardage compliment to Linwood, who's more of the explosive starting lead back so if chafin's in that's a touchdown vulture worry which is a already a huge concern given that this game should be over in about eight minutes so <laughs> if 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 that's if chafin's back i'm not really on linwood unless maybe tournament setting
1: how many uh, touchdowns will coleman have in those eight minutes
3: um well he's only doing what like t- uh three a game right now <laughs> so like Against Kansas, that might mean like five, one per like
1: two and a half targets or something like that.
3: Yeah, it, it's it's so so stupid. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, as you're saying about Jay Lee, 6,200 is I'm 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 going to target that. Like that's that's a really great price on a guy who. Uh, the algorithms just haven't caught up to him. He's still their second most targeted receiver. He's clearly the second receiver over Kd Cannon for whatever reason.
1: Would Would you consider uh, Trey Parmalee at all if If you're just assuming Kansas is going to have to basically be throwing the entire like final three quarters or or no? Um,
3: I don't know. It's It's hard because Kansas's quarterbacks are just are just shockingly bad they're like, like sub fcs level they're,
1: well is it like is it shocking considering how bad they've been like the past what how, no the standard long?
3: is already in the basement and they're somehow <laughs> they, failing
1: to they're they've bottomed out even from yeah there. i
3: mean li- okay. listen to this like i mean this doesn't sound that bad because he's up to six, reality
1: he's, coming here. he's
3: up to 62 percent completed 7.2 per pass but montel Cozart, um the the jayhawks quarterback has two touchdowns on 105 pass attempts. And that's that's even with a week one game against South Dakota State, a game against Iowa State last week, Rutgers two weeks ago. So, I mean, if he's doing t- a touchdown every two games against teams like that, I don't know why we would expect anything against Baylor. And now, that makes it hard for Parmalee. Am
1: I correct in saying that the guy who's going to be starting this game for Kansas is Ryan Willis, and he's only at 4,500? Is that...
2: Um, yeah, sorry. Cozart, Cozart and uh, DeAndre Ford are both hurt, right? Yeah, so I think Cozart's out indefinitely. If, uh, yeah, at least three or four more weeks. So, I mean,
1: at 4500 is that cheap enough for you? No. To, no? <laughs> this okay. Guy, okay. Okay,
2: Ryan Willis <laughs> was, I
3: mean, redshirt considerations may have gone into this, but he was the fourth quarterback on that depth chart as of the spring because it was uh-huh. Michael Cummings who was supposed to start for them towards ACL or something in the spring. Then it was DeCozart. Then it was De- DeAndre Ford. And, like, DeAndre Ford was the, probably, like, the worst quarterback <laughs> of all time, and Willis is kind of theoretically his backup. Sure. So. Um,
1: Kansas, not necessarily a quarterback factory, I guess, is the, the moral not of the story. Not yet. <laughs> um, the next game, uh, Iowa State at Texas Tech over under a 75. Texas Tech, 12.5-point favorites there. A uh, lot of options in this game if you wanted to kind of, especially kind of in the below, like, 6,500 range.
3: This could be like a GPP bonanza at receiver with Texas Tech and all those sophomores who, like, never played, who started scoring touchdowns last week. Tony uh, Brown? Yeah, to, like, Batson, uh, Tony Brown, and uh, Zach Austin both were were getting targets last week. It's hard to tell if that was, like, you know, Texas Tech being like, ah, we can't win this, put in those other guys or something. But uh, we know Devin Lauderdale is banged up. i um, trying to look up his specific injury at the moment but um looks like a leg injury last week he's questionable as of now um if lauderdale's out i mean that's that's pretty tempting those those zach austin tony brown types because it, reginald davis at 5700 too um because i don't think iowa state is very good and uh-huh. this is this is a game that mahomes should just rip up um so yeah, Jakeem Grant, by the way, at sixty nine hundred, that's a great, great, great cash game target, especially and, if Lauderdale's out.
1: And we were watching that game. I mean, his his final uh, statistics in that one not representative of what they should have been. I think he dropped like a he dropped a touchdown. touchdown that would have yeah, yeah. So um, and are you? going back to sam richardson at all here
3: no i uh the only he's i don't think very good because his receivers are really good but every even his productive games are usually due to some combination of volume and bad defenses and for the most of like the first half against kansas iowa state didn't do anything like he had he had something like 23 yards on his first 10 passes or something and then they they broke it open in the second half but man like that's that's terrifying if you can't just beat Kansas a whole game. Even though Texas Tech's defense is not good, I, I'm still too afraid of Richardson at this point. Like it's, uh, the, the I think part of it too is the pass blocking isn't very good. But either way, I, I'm moving off this week.
1: Do you see any values like Justin Stockton for five thousand? Is that is that something you might use to kind of? not really yeah, the the
3: up. more interesting running back uh, probably would be mike warren of iowa state it's hard to tell how much iowa state might stick with the run after mahomes hangs like 40 on them in the first half or whatever is going to happen um but the the texas tech run defense giving up only 5.9 yards per carry 15 <laughs> touched. granted they've had some tough tests but um That's thirteen hundred eighty-seven yards in five games, you know. So
1: definitely makes Warren pretty. uh, Sam
3: Houston State ran for three seventeen and five touchdowns (laughs) in Week One. Well, that's
1: I mean, I mean that's Sam Houston State though. They're perennially uh,
3: they're they're obviously Baylor level. Um, but yeah, so (laughs) Mike Warren was this guy who Iowa State area beat writers had singled out as a a breakout threat because they just they just said like, hey, this young guy's not getting the depth chart handed to him, but he looks the best. And then all of a sudden, I can't remember the guy's name, but uh, Tyler something started the year for Iowa State. Turns out Warren's better. He had a huge
1: game last week. So uh, Iowa State would be smart to give him the ball. All right. Uh, Oregon State at Arizona, over under of sixty-one and a half. and uh, a Arizona, eight and a half point favorites. What's the update on a new Solomon's health and... I I mean I feel like even if he's healthy that line seems like a little too high just because Arizona's been kind of bad. Uh him. apparently
2: he practiced yesterday. It's it's it seems like a a uh, like a pretty safe assumption that he'll be able to play on Saturday from what I've seen, but um at this point Arizona's disappointed me. Yeah. a good bit this year honestly. I've tr- tried tried and failed several times.
1: Yeah, if you're if you've been uh Going back to that Wildcat, well, uh, it hasn't been pretty. I mean, you can just kind of see, like, there's no real, other than maybe Nick Wilson, I don't know where you go in terms of position players in this game.
3: They spread the ball around their receivers too much. I'm, yeah, I'm definitely not going to bother chasing a, the production of a group of you know Caleb Jones, David Richards, Johnny Jackson, Nate Phillips, Maji Grant. Mm-hmm. It's too much, uh, especially for a team that might not have you know, a super high-flying passing game. Other than Wilson, it's, it's kind of not interesting to me. Uh, I see you wrote what, the question, why is the line so high? Yeah. I'm going to say, I think Seth Collins of Oregon State is a baller. He's he's awesome. I think he's he's gonna do stupid things and because he, he's a freshman and he's not a good passer. So, okay, but uh, I, his running is like some of the best you'll see in the country. So
1: okay okay well
3: maybe that's why I yeah no
1: i mean that, i definitely would not be surprised at all if oregon state went in there and won that game yeah um, like
3: 12 touchdowns on the ground allowed by arizona through five games it like, so, might be something storm bars woods and uh seth collins can exploit but even even the receiver i mean even though he's a bad passer so, victor Bolden, and give him some help too
1: so do you like uh seth collins at 7100 or blake for at 6900 more
3: Oh, Blake, for sure. Oh. Uh, Collins would only be a GPP consideration, if that, and I'm not sure I would because, I mean.
1: What about uh, Jordan Villeman at 5,900? I know he's. Uh, I don't know. I mean, he's. he's, he's he,
3: I think he's really talented. I was watching him against Stanford, and he's faster than I thought he was. Um, he's a big target, but he's, he's very athletic, too. Um, Arizona is allowing 8.3 per pass, 10 passing touchdowns in five games. I don't know. I just don't know how much Collins is really, how much his skill set is is able to turn that into Villeman, mm-hmm. you know, getting receiving sets. Um, I think, yeah, Oregon State has to live on the ground. Like Gary Anderson is obviously trying to install the DeAndre Burrell type offense sure. there, where the quarterback just runs a ton and they they try to break some plays deep occasionally. But yeah, they're not they're not going to be high volume as a passing team.
1: All right, uh, Oklahoma at Texas, over-under 60.5, Oklahoma, 17-point favorites. Man, Texas, that you just suck. Uh, who's going to start at QB for them, and do we care at all? Other than the fact that if it is Swoops, I have seen them uh, on the Internet for, for fairly cheap um, in places, but uh, like, do you know who's going to start this week for Texas? sorry i don't um
3: i uh yeah i don't know and i i think the problem is uh even if we do get some kind of solid word on that we saw them rotate in swoops for the touchdown vulture when herd was in i don't think you can rule out the vice versa if they move back to swoops plus swoops has been bad as a starter so i don't care no. um it's it's weird, but this is one of those games that's just always stupid, weird because of the rivalry, you know. So okay. I, it's hard, it's hard, it's almost like a bowl game a lot where a lot it's of
1: very appealing. Uh, Sooners though, I yeah I mean, yeah, yeah absolutely. Who who are you liking at the the? I mean Baker Mayfield obviously probably gonna have a monster game. Perrine seems like a like a decent option. Um, I like Joe Mixon too for under six k. You guys are the the, the weekly of the tight end Mixon. pick, <laughs> oh, Mark oh.
3: Andrews. Okay, all yeah. right.
1: Well, mark that uh, the thirty-one. This is where you get the tight end, end of the folks. Podcast. This is where you got to <laughs> go to get that tight end. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's just, just in terms of value, Mario. Like, Perrine, seventy-seven hundred, Shepard seventy-four hundred, Westbrook sixty-one hundred, Mixon fifty-nine hundred. Where do you see? Uh, the the profit potential there
3: i really like perrine at that price um he still hasn't gone off yet but i, I think it's a weird combination of circumstances I, yeah. that make that the case like i mean we we saw him last year he's amazing he seems so. to do yeah I mean, and the I, thing is he hasn't been like bad it's just like one one game on the road against tennessee where they were obviously targeting the run still at yeah. 23 carries Against Tulsa two weeks ago, he has 22 carries per 152 and a touchdown. And then West Virginia game, it's weird because it's they were beating them pretty safely, and West Virginia is a tough defense too. Um, but Texas's defense is apparently so so bad, and um, yeah, with with the, with the dysfunction on the Texas offense as well, you have to you have to figure there's going to be some short fields, be it by turnover or three and out. I uh, really like Perrine. I think uh, if you look at his price relative to preseason expectations and kind of any any vague uh, remnant of his trajectory from last year, right. that looks like a low price. And yet, it's probably not. I don't know that we will see him that highly owned because people are probably soured on him after <sighs> after swinging the first month and getting back not much.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a good point. I mean, he's significant. He's not even in that first price tier really at running back. I mean. The, the guy ahead of him is Shaq Linwood at 8100 So for you can say 400 bucks going with Perrine there. He's cheaper than Nick Wilson, which uh, I I not, will, I not will say, it.
3: not to get too far ahead, that the the $800 jump to Chubb is what really tempts me to not pick Perrine. But I sure. might have to make room for both of well, we'll, yes. we'll get
1: to Chubb. We'll I know, I know. No, 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 I'm so sorry. We'll get to Chubb. I can't help it. We need to get a sponsor just to sponsor us talking about Nick Chubb, like, uh, like a 10-second sponsor. Like, now we'll bring you the... <laughs> The so and so Nick Chubb game. Um, all right, so Georgia at Tennessee, over under fifty six and a half. Georgia minus three. Again, these these games are all on that early slate at FanDuel. So That's so cheap for Chubb. Oh my. I can't. You gotta I'm, do it. I'm like it's, having
3: like a meltdown. It's really of pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean,
1: <laughs> the fact that he's fifteen hundred cheaper than Fournette is. Look, I love both of those guys, but Chubb, Chubb the, not and not Sharp that Perrine, Perrine is a, a really tempting a
3: foundation to ch- target in this slate. Especially here.
1: considering, like we talked about last week on Fanduel, you can just load up on quality wide receivers for like the, in that like kind of sixty two hundred to fifty eight hundred range. Jay Lee, <laughs> Jay Lee, oh, man, you could I'm get, it you all could go right Chubb, now. Perrine, Jay Lee, and and. Uh, and your your boy uh, from from Massachusetts a quarterback, you pro- probably could get that done.
2: And it's supposed to be uh, pouring rain in Knoxville again, or uh, you know this week. So and we saw how Lambert looked in the rain last week. Ugh. I think they're gonna be. Uh, Are they really starting that guy? And <laughs> unfortunately, yes. Oh, oh wow!
1: Man. What a. Man, that guy cannot play. It's not um, a fun game to be at. I'm sorry, John. Uh, sorry, Athens. John. But did, you should more Chubb. A game more Chubb. Yeah, all Chubb. Absolutely. All, all Chubb all the time. I would, I
2: would move off of Dobbs in, that, in this yeah, case 80, well. Yeah, 8,600, that I don't seems like too
3: high. It, I that, that passing game is all screwed up. Things are, things are kind of rotten yeah. in general in Tennessee. Yeah. Pig Howard Hurd got kicked 70, out today. What? Pig Howard. Oh, got, Pig Howard. Yep. So he's gone. It's all. It's all gonna fall apart without the pig. And uh, Jalen. Jalen Hurd is the exception. He's. He's amazing. I think he's it, pretty much matchup Tag seventy two
1: hundred.
3: Um. It's. It's not. It's not an enthusiastic buy. But he's a. He's a cash game guy. I. I like a lot because he's. He's A, extremely talented. B, they give him a ton of workload because they don't trust Dobbs to throw, which they shouldn't. And when Dobbs does throw, sometimes it goes to Hurd. Like he's, he's a good receiver, and he, he catches passes on that offense. So um, the only way that that Hurd does not give a return on the value is if if Chubb blows them out really fast. But I think he can kind of keep like a – a three-fourths match of Chubb's pace, which should kind of keep it from getting truly out of hand until, like, the third or fourth quarter, I think.
1: All right, so, uh, yeah, go go Bulldogs, go Chubb. I mean, I'm going to definitely have Chubb going in pretty much everywhere. Uh, Navy at Notre Dame, over-under, 55.5. Notre Dame, 14.5-point favorite. Speaking of high price tags, Keenan Reynolds at 8,900. That seems absurd, considering uh, what Deshaun... Watson was not really able to do against Notre Dame um, last Kenan,
3: week. Keenan Keenan Reynolds three hundred more than Pat Mahomes. Yeah,
1: that's a, a, that's just crazy. No, it's you. just crazy. I mean, you could probably find somebody like in the the mid to low seven thousands that's going to have a better week than Keenan Reynolds.
3: I will say Keenan Reynolds can can you know handle his stuff, that but matchups it's just, just I mean you, it's, it's not a good matchup. Yeah. But the thing is it's, Keenan Reynolds just has a way of doing well in those games. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's 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 scared, you know, Ohio States and Notre Dame's of the world in the past. It's right. it's just he he some reason steps up. We'll see. Um, I'm about, not paying that much though. Sorry.
1: What about CJ Prozis or love him? Yeah, at 85.
3: Yeah, because um, I mean, I don't think that I don't. I don't. I don't think that the Notre Notre Dame passing game has much reason to do a lot this week. I mean, Proce is is probably their like third best pass catcher, and obviously mm-hmm. is, is an elite runner. So I like him any week, and his his skill as a receiver gives him a high floor and ceiling both. But um, yeah, I mean, the problem you wouldn't pick him this week for is is the Chubb and Perrine pricing, even the Linwood pricing, perhaps. Uh, so he's as much as I like him, it's it's. Uh, it's more in, like, a season-long sense and in and, a and GPP sense for FanDuel specifically.
1: Uh, right. Um, Maryland at Ohio State. Uh, Over-under here of 54-and-a-half. Ohio State coming off of that scare last week. They're 33-point favorites. Uh, so Vegas basically saying that this is going to be, like, a 44-to-11 like a game. So no real point in discussing the Maryland guys here. But... Nope. Uh, John, who do you like at those those prices there for Ohio State? Zeke Elliott, 9400 Cardell Jones, 7900 Michael Thomas, $6,000. Who do you like? Um,
2: well, I think that luckily um, Urban Meyer kind of intimated earlier this week that uh, Ohio State needs to start getting some style points, you know, starting beating people like they should be. <laughs> he intimated that And, and <laughs> then luckily here comes Maryland. So, sure, yeah, no, so a perfect time. This could be the week that, you know, we – we hoped for it last week with Cardale. I think he could he could actually you know hit the hit the value that you'd want him to this week. Does that passing
3: offense just suck right now though? It's like bizarre. I don't know, like Indiana's passing doesn't make sense. Is super super it's, awful. It's really bizarre. I don't know. I'm. I'm i I feel like it makes him a, a tournament specific thing, but yeah, you're right. Definitely. I mean, Maryland is so bad and they're at home. It's Zeke
1: Elliott though, what do you think about that? I mean, the fact uh, that he's nine he's nine thousand more than Chubb, right? It's so, it's I mean, it's
3: G P P only, but it's right. one of those things where it's like this is a guy who we've seen like five times in the past two years put a like two twenty five and three line on somebody mm-hmm. so um and against teams much better like than Maryland. five
1: times in the past like twelve games I think like oh uh, yeah it's, uh, it's something season. like that yeah yeah, yeah I mean, definitely it's, it's, it's uh, his really his
3: first half insane. of last year was not actually very good yeah. so um but he's that was just a workload problem they they know they have to feed him now especially as long as this passing game is, is sputtering which it could again this week and if it does I'm I would think Elliott is a great GPP target because I'm not going to bet. The under on like 220 yards with him, like you just he, he's gonna get 20 carries. Assuming I should say, barring Maryland throwing like two pick sixes and doing whatever other stupid things they they might do uh, to give themselves an early hole. Um, Elliott has to have something to do with with most of the points that end up on that board for Ohio State. So, uh, but yeah, with that price, it doesn't make sense for me anyway right. to make a cash game lineup that's not built around a Chubb or Perrine instead.
1: All right, uh, Georgia Tech at Clemson over under fifty four and a half. Clemson touchdown favorites in this one. Uh, anything that that strikes you there?
3: I, I'm not enthusiastic about any of those, uh, just because it's I, I, the, the Clemson passing offense hasn't taken off this year. It's 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 really not been as good as as people have been expecting, and I think a lot of the projections still haven't caught up to. I mean, seven point three yards per pass for Deshaun Watson. He does have nine touchdowns on 99 attempts, but it just watching them, he doesn't look like the player he was last year. He didn't complete 50% of his passes against Notre Dame last week, 84 yards on 21 attempts. Um, he got it going as a runner, but at that price, especially when we have options like Fernabville or uh, Mahomes is 100 less, it's like or 200 less, sorry, like Watson's just not a consideration for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, but wayne gallman the running back uh he doesn't he doesn't get a super big workload but uh he's pretty talented georgia tech's offense has not done that well might struggle against clemson in which case gallman could get favorable field position which hopefully ups his uh touchdown odds uh so yeah he's he's a consideration if you're trying to fit in a sub seven thousand running back for sure
1: it uh it's kind of a shame but in in this next matchup i'm feel like we're going to say don't start Leonard Fournette, which always kind of sucks. But LSU at South Carolina, over under 49 there. LSU, 13.5 point favorites. Fournette's at 10 grand, which is pretty crazy by uh, FanDuel standards. And like we said earlier, I mean, Nick Chubb, at that price tag, I mean, is there any reason to go Fournette? I mean, it just doesn't seem... I don't think so. Like The ownership's got to be like less than 5%.
3: Right. But, uh, I mean, with Chubb on a slate at 8,500, that... Ezekiel Elliott ownership is going to be way lower than it would have been otherwise. Mm -hmm. And uh, like if Chubb were at 9,000 or something instead of 8,500, yeah, maybe, maybe you have to look for a better tournament target than Elliott.
1: The winning tournament lineup may not have Nick Chubb on it. Because right it's totally be, but a like
3: good chance it will right for but,
1: cash get for cash games though I mean it's just
3: right and in a tournament setting even in a tournament setting it, I can't imagine a reason why uh, you would pay 10,000 for fornette when uh, Ezekiel Elliott is 9400 I'd rather have sure. Procease at 8500 than fornette at 10,000 in a GPP so um, yeah fornette's just off the table for me I, I don't would he, he would have to do something heroic to uh, justify uh, that investment I think
1: all right, Wisconsin at Nebraska. Uh, I mean, this is kind of the game from hell based on the fact that Tommy Armstrong is in it. Uh, over Dude, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> Tommy Armstrong is good. It was okay. very windy that day. Oh, okay. Um, Tommy, it was windy that day. Armstrong, uh, over under 48.5, Nebraska minus 1.5. That's, that's
3: stupid i'm sorry Was, why <laughs> do people still not notice that wisconsin is horrible in right. offense this, like. this is this is valid um that's like a Camp Randall <laughs> spread, maybe, and they're in Nebraska.
1: Yeah, and Mario did a uh, correctly call, I believe, last week. Not that it took, uh, you know, some sort of Nostradamus to. It was predict extremely predict this risky. Coming, uh, he was like, "Joe Stave, due for one of those games where he turns the ball over a ton." And uh, I believe he had like four turnovers in that game. Did so, he? Wow. Yeah, he um, had two fumbles, two picks. Yeah, so, I didn't
3: even watch it because I didn't care, well, and I, mean, I knew. I, knew that I think would happen, we had so. that. We
1: weren't. I was not um, willing You're to not watch and you were watching You're the gophers yeah, yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> no 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 come on guys um <laughs> let's keep it fair uh Terrell Newby, 6,700, Any, anything there? No. Uh, I think the
2: important thing about this game is to move off of
3: it.
1: Okay. Him. All right. Um, I want to
3: <laughs> say really quickly, I love Jordan Westercamp most weeks, but not so much anymore because Demorne Pearson L is back, and he's the okay. greatest of all time. He is back. He is, um, he is back. Is,
1: it, is he, he, he on the? I wouldn't pick him, though, because no.
3: Wisconsin's defense is good. We don't. see what he costs though. Uh Pierce, sure he's cheap. Pearson um, L down 50, at 5,100. 5,100. Um, there are worse Red. gambles you could make yeah. than that. Keep uh, an
1: eye on him, though. I mean, because that price won't immediately skyrocket to where it maybe should be if he does have a big game.
3: Yeah, yeah, he's he's worth monitoring. But I, I envision an offense where both Wester Camp and Pearson L are productive because I'm not convinced newbie is is a great foundational piece.
1: All right, um, let's see here. Now, did these you last, voluntarily these include Minnesota? These last, these last four games uh i'll just kind of throw it to you guys uh anything you want to touch on with the minnesota purdue game illinois iowa game northwestern michigan game indiana penn state game which i have at the bottom just because there's no line on it what's what's jordan howard's status for this game or what would you kind of anticipate happening here
2: um, I'm optimistic about him being able to play. Um, I think he was dressed out for practice the other day. I think that's a good sign. Um, obviously, it's something that you'll need to be watching up until game time. I think they're going to keep that pretty guarded. Uh,
3: and as far as the matchup anyway, I'm not super optimistic about him getting anything going against Penn State. But, nope. um, yeah, I mean, he's he's – what is his price here? Uh, or? He's at 6500 Wow that, that actually is pretty cheap for him um, if the, yeah I don't know college football injuries just suck yeah. there's there's you don't want uh, you
1: don't want to go after him if you can avoid it I take it all um, back. it's, it's off I yeah, don't want okay.
3: but uh, as far as those other games he mentioned actually maybe the best value that I've seen at any position even even more than Chubb I'm sorry is Jordan Canceri at 5800 against Illinois. Um, he's, he started out the season as like a kind of like third down specialist behind LaShawn Daniels, but then Iowa realized that he's better than LaShawn Daniels. So they're also giving him. A lot of carries. 26 carries for 125 yards against Wisconsin and on the you, road.
1: You liked that one, too, on the, the show last week. So, um, yeah, why is that price so low? That's I, I mean. think it's
3: just because, uh, just I don't know, maybe 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 part of the algorithm is, like, week one official team depth charts or something, and LaShawn Daniels would have been... I, I don't know. Anyway, Canceri is busy both as a runner and receiver in that offense. One of the receivers, Tevon Smith... Who was expected to be the lead guy? It turned out to be Matt Vandenberg, Whatever uh, Smith is out in any case. That's more potential production for Canceri as a receiver. If that at that price, like I know my running backs are going to be Chubb and Canceri
1: yeah I mean that the over under in that one is is 44 Iowa 11 point favorite so Vegas predicting like a 27 16 game there so there should
3: be Illinois more. defense is bad and the Illinois offense is bad and we'll turn it over and create short fields for Canseri i I mean he he could get touchdowns vultured by Leson Daniels because Daniels is like 235 and much stronger obviously uh but yeah the the opportunity there for Canseri at that price is enormous, I think.
1: And is that that good for you guys on those those other Big Ten games? Actually,
3: I'd like to talk about other Big Ten. No, I don't. <laughs>
1: um. Yeah. We. You know. They. We saved the Big Ten for last on um, the show. So for, some of you can
3: leave early for a very distinct like...
1: reason. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you are really scrambling Saturday morning this way, you don't you don't miss out on any hot uh, wrecks except for that that Kanzari wreck. I mean that. Uh, Mario said, "That's the the play of the week, I guess, on this slate for FanDuel. So uh, definitely keep that in mind. We threw you out a, a tight end recommendation at like thirty the thirty one minute mark of the show. So um, feel free to <laughs> go back and grab that one. We
3: gave you a tight end. <laughs> we gave you
1: one. You, we gave you one. So, but uh, uh,
3: yeah, also uh, in the other and let me see, uh, Ethan Wolf is another tight end target to keep in mind. And the and the other one from uh, he's got, he's on Tennessee, who are a mess right now. But since they have no receivers." Maybe he'll catch some passes. I don't know.
1: Anyways. All right. Well, uh, you guys good? I, I guess uh, that probably does it for us here this week. Um, you can find me on Twitter at RealJRAnderson. You can find uh, John on Twitter at Johnny McCax. How do you spell that? Uh, J-O-H-N-N-Y-M-C-K-E-C-H-S. And Mario... NFL draft underscore RW. Send us uh, send us some questions heading into to next week if you uh had a huge week last week and you want to rub it in um, i don't know how you would have necessarily had a huge week if you were listening to the show but um, greg ward somebody <laughs> said his name yeah i know Bur- we, we did Burbridge we did one we did, point we did <laughs> oh, <laughs> hey yeah, <Burbage.
3: laughs>
1: that is i was, uh, I was yeah. drinking the
3: kool-aid too that was, dude that was stupid that was i'm very sorry strange. he's gonna catch like 18 passes yeah, this week to make Connor up for Cook. it
1: yeah okay well uh this week though i'm i'm actually feeling pretty good about this week there's there's some pretty tasty options on the board so uh definitely hit us up on twitter if you have any questions but uh, otherwise we'll catch you next week Bye.
0: they're gonna kill the love of my life Casey! if i don't go back to what i was doing this friday our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless how far would you go for love you steal a truck bring it to me then you make your money is it dangerous
2: Of course it's
0: dangerous. Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13.